When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is iFanboy Special Edition Injustice. Fanboy Special Edition Injustice. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Ryan Haupt. Hello. And Paul Montgomery. Hey. And we are the Animated Brain Trust. We're back together again to talk about Injustice, the latest film from the DC Universe animated original film line. Paul, what number is it? It's maybe 43, maybe 45. Depending on how you count. Depends what Earth you're on. This is a rated R for bloody violence. And there'll oh, yeah. be spoilers in this discussion. And this is a film based on the Injustice comic book series, which is basically the Injustice video game. Gods Among Us is the name of the game, right? There, yeah, there's Injustice two of them. Gods Among Us. Josh and I, on our Books Blood show, yes, Injustice Gods Among Us, we reviewed Injustice Gods Among Us year one earlier this year, or last year. I don't know when it happened anymore. Time doesn't matter anymore. So Tom Taylor and Brian Bucciolato? Tom Taylor wrote the first three years of it, I believe, and they may, they may have shared third year, and then and then Brian Buccoletto took over after that. But we just reviewed year one on the show. We read year zero. It came out recently. And a lot of artists, we should say. <laughs> yeah, like 15 artists, including Bruno Redondo, the Nightwing artist, is terrific. Fairly recently on top of the story, so it was fairly fresh in my mind. Just to recap for the listeners, have you guys played the game? Have you read the comics? Are you coming to the story totally clean? I've played a little bit of the game, the first game, I should say, and then uh, I've read the year one of the comics. I've read the year zero of the comics on your recommendation, Connor and Josh, and I've watched the Clueless Gamer Conan O'Brien clip where he plays this game. <laughs> That's okay. it. But you didn't read the book, so th- this story you wouldn't totally fresh to, Brian. You didn't. Yeah, oh, totally you, fresh. You, near zero, but year zero doesn't really affect this at all. This is another Superman goes bad story, and I see there were some rightful complaints that this is yet another Superman is evil to give Batman time to shine story. But regardless, that's what we're dealing with here. You know, Joker kills Lois Lane, blows up a nuclear bomb in Metropolis, and that causes Superman to decide he is going to become Emperor Doom. That's an old school Marvel reference for you people. Yeah. He's going to take over the planet in terms of benign, but also not benign 
uh, enforcement of his morality on the planet in terms of no we- no violence, no weapons, no guns, no bombs, no warships, and he's going to take them all out. And he's, everyone's going to go by his rules and no one else is going to get hurt again. And this causes a somewhat of a schism in the hero community as Batman takes up against him and he has his heroes on his side and Superman has Wonder Woman and his heroes on his side and they do battle. A little bit of a Marvel Civil War kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Foreshortened 78-minute story that I mean, the first volume of year one was 400-something pages, so you're talking about probably 1,200 pages of story condensed down into 78 minutes. I don't know, not having read past year one, how much of this is what happened in the book. I suspect not much, but I don't know, in terms of the, well, you know, the ending of the story. But it could be wrong. The Nightwing stuff doesn't happen in year one, right? Definitely not. Okay, because it was like, whoa. I gotta, oh, that reminds me to get my notes out because I definitely I did. That does happen right. in just reading about it. I know that the Nightwing, Deadwing stuff does happen eventually. It does happen. Interesting. How does that work for playing him in the game? I don't know that that stuff's in. I, I shouldn't say because I haven't. I, I played like a demo of the first game. So let's talk about the overview. I had a roller coaster of emotion watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I had a log flume of emotion. <laughs> there was times where I really enjoyed it. There was times where I thought it was dumb. There was times where I thought it was silly. There were times where I laughed out loud at stuff I wasn't supposed to. Okay. But by the end of it, I was like, well, that was kind of fun. Which is almost the same reaction I had to the book itself, which is, I don't love the story. Like, I don't no. love that's happening, but it's being told well. So that's interesting. And I hate everything about how it looks. And I hate every single costume in this movie. Yeah, they were bad. But most of the costumes. Yeah, the flash design. The fly, well, luckily he gets beheaded early on, so we don't have to worry luckily. about saying that ever again. Some mercy killing. I mean, Superman and Batman are, are abominations, and Aquaman's an abomination. Even Julie walked by while I was watching it, and she was like, oh, no. <laughs> and for but, those but, who don't know, my wife does have an art background, so she's she's got an eye for this sort of thing. Do you, do you remember what it was in particular that she... It was, it was Superman design. She was just Superman like, design? Okay. And, yeah. But overall, you know, I, by the end of it, I kind of liked it. I liked the ending. I don't know if that's from the book or not, but I thought that was a fun way to end it. Like, I can't say I didn't like it, and I can't say I liked it, which is almost the same review I gave to the book on the book's load, but I had fun watching it. What did you guys think? I felt icky <laughs> watching it. <laughs> there, there were some things, like, I would say the standout performance, I thought Jillian Jacobs was a really interesting Harley Quinn, and, Harley. and um, very reminiscent of, uh, was it Arlene Sorkin who did the original? Yeah, you wouldn't have known it was her at all. Harley voice, yeah. And um, I thought she was, handled that really well. It just sounded natural. It didn't sound like she was trying to ape anything. But in, in I, I guess, just the register of her voice, she sounded like Arlene Sorkin to me. Yes, for sure. The designs bothered me. Superman just murdering the kids in the nightclub. I yeah, just was... felt gross watching that. I just felt sad. Now it's called Death Club. Yeah. If you're a Superman fan like Paul and I are, for sure. A big I'm a Superman fan. Is... Why am I getting left out of this? What the hell? Whoa. Paul and I are famous on the internet for being Superman fans, right? That's, you're, that's you're more true, low-key yeah. about your, you're more on the down low about your Superman fandom. It's hard to watch, obviously, but it is, I guess I found it as an interesting thing to investigate through Superman, which is, you know, we all, I assume we all, maybe it's just me, think, well, listen, if, if I had power, I would fix a lot of things in the world. Right. And there's, it's a slippery slope to do so. You start off just getting rid of all the warp ships, then you want to get rid of the guns, then it's a slippery slope to people in the nightclub mouthing off at Superman and and glorifying the Joker and then they're all dead. And then it's anyone who 
casts a weird eye at him, and then then he unleashes robots, and it becomes a guy who litters. Like it's it's just it's, it's the slope of yeah totalitarianism and authoritarianism is like it seems okay at first maybe because like well maybe someone should have the point of a gun and force these environmental laws, but then where does it stop? That's the morality tale and the heart of this, and it's not an easy answer either way. So that's right. what I found interesting. I didn't necessarily like Superman killing kids and doing all that stuff. Right. That's, you know. No, I, I, I do think, and I do think that there have been stories that, whether they're using an analog of Superman or they're actually just using Superman, they've done interesting things with it. And I, I do, I guess I, I, I do admire the choice to really explore it and not pull any punches. Yeah. Like you can do sort of the the light bit of it that they do in um Superman the animated series where sure. Superman is a bit of a fascist cop. The one where he get, after he gets brainwashed by Darkseid, that one. That was the animated series. Uh, anyways, they they've they've done like like versions of it and they kind of pull punches by either saying, "Oh, this is another reality" or Right. This is another Earth, or, or you know, they in Red Sun, you know, you drastically change, you know, his. They do that here too, though. They do. It, it's a different Earth, but at the offset, there's nothing that differentiates this Superman from, quote unquote, our Superman. Oh, you're 100 percent correct, and I, that, I think that's why I like the ending. Yeah. Again, we gave you the spoiler warning. So the ending of the film is they create a portal. Mr. Terrific and Batman and Plastic Man create this portal. Mr. Terrific goes through it, and I was like, ooh, who's he going to get? Is he going to bring the new gods in? Because I think I've read the new gods show up at one point. Uh, but no, he, he shows up with regular-looking Superman in the regular outfit. And I was like, oh, cool. So they're going to have it be this is a crazy multiverse situation. And they said this is Earth-22. I looked it up, Earth-22 in the comics is Kingdom Come, but it doesn't matter. Nothing doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way they sort of get out of it is another Superman, more like our real Superman, shows up to fight him. Doesn't win. Because he's literally pulling his punches. He's not right. putting... Lois from another Earth does help them win. So I like that they use that aspect of the Superman we would expect to be. Superman shows up and says, this is all wrong, what you're doing. And it's just this particular one who's become evil. I like that that way of getting out of it. I think Again, that's I interesting. What makes it icky for me, I think, is because, as you mentioned, it's 78 minutes. So yeah. they compress a lot of stuff. So characters are making really radical choices very quickly mm-hmm. and things just really escalate and i think there are a lot of characters that don't come off so great like wonder woman is kind right. of lady Macbeth in this yes for sure i mean ultimately oh, yeah. she questions superman in the end but at the very beginning superman's like here's what we're gonna do and wonder woman's like yeah let's do that <laughs> let's let's take over the world and it's like she's just waiting for an excuse to become this totalitarian dictator yeah i don't remember from the book i remember it not happening so easily but again i think you're, you're right this is a consequence of the runtime at the very least she is horrified by him killing the kids and that's when she turns on him i was bummed we didn't get to see the fight between superman and captain adam yes yeah they built that up in kind of an interesting subtle way that i was like oh cool because you know the whole idea was captain adam theoretically could be powerful enough to take on superman and then all they show is superman holding a, a passed out captain adam by the throat and yeah we never got to so see. you get you know batman and nightwing and mr terrific eventually and green arrow harley quinn huntress these are the people against superman and you have although aquaman 
just washes his hands of everyone, says, I'm out, and goes back to the sea. Because like, I can't be on this team anymore. <laughs> you got, like, you know, Superman and Cyborg and Wonder Woman and Hawkman, the way more powerful group. The magic folks beat it out of there, too. Like, Shazam, they're like, fuck this. Aquaman fucks off back to the sea, and then everyone you else think is fighting. Shazam, though, should be like, I've got the wisdom of Solomon, and I can tell you this is a bad idea. Which, they did do a good scene with Mr. Terrific and Superman playing chess that I really liked, that kind of was Mr. Yes. Terrific boxing Superman into a corner, logically. That's the whole thesis of, of the film in that scene, is, is Mr. Terrific taking this to the logical extension. Where does this end? Where do yeah. you stop? So then the other big schism is that asshole Robin Damien goes with Superman, of course. Let's talk a little bit about... Uh, so for, first, so in the fight, which happens in the books, in one of the fights, Damien accidentally kills Nightwing. He accidentally kills Dick Grayson. I thought that scene was really powerful. You know, Batman's grief over it is not his biological son but it's his oldest son and he almost sort of just shoves damien out of the way yeah to pick him up and walk away with the body he's so like we're done really bye it's a, it, I thought it was a great scene it was undercut immediately when De- nightwing goes to heaven and is turned into deadwing which i was so, too busy laughing to realize that they were making him into dead man yeah I, I literally, was literally cackling on the couch when they said, you will become Deadwing. And I just was like, what is going on in this movie? Ramakrishna has a thing for acrobats because Boston Brand was oh, also yeah. an acrobat. <laughs> so apparently that's, you know, that's if you're an acrobat and you die, your chances of being brought back as a spirit who can possess people are, are good. Leap in the net shall appear. I guess I need to get back into my acrobat classes. What did you guys <laughs> think of that whole storyline about Nightwing sort of showing up randomly to inhabit people's bodies? That It was done in such weird ways at such weird times, like with Damien fighting Rachel Ghoul, and they say, hey, Rachel, in this one, Connor. Yeah, I, I thought about that. <laughs> if you listen to our last Pick of the Week show, Ryan and I were debating Rach versus Roz. Why wouldn't you, like, if your goal is to stop Rachel Ghoul from killing Damien and you can possess people, why not possess Rachel Ghoul? <laughs> That way, there doesn't have to be a fight. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, I thought that's what he was going to do, but that's not what happened. You're talking about scenes you couldn't stop laughing. I could not stop laughing at uh, Mr. Terrific stripping down and taking off his his special dermal T tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> I was just like, this that is was actually so, a computer. This is so dumb. There was a couple of things, and that scene was one of them. So I'm just, just going to go. There's a couple of scenes where. I felt like what happened didn't make sense, and you guys can tell me if I'm misreading <laughs> what's happening here. So number one is, in that scene, there's a rescue mission to bust Mistrific out of prison. The prison is at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. So Plastic Man goes down there. Is it by himself? Does he go down there to bust him out? Who does he go down there with? Nobody, because nobody else can survive. So first of all, how are those guys all surviving down there? I guess you could pressurize the prison, right? Yeah, what's funny, what happens is in real-life situations where we have people that have to spend significant amounts of time in the deeper parts of the ocean, which is pretty rare, like it's basically certain scientific research station and certain oil rigs, you have to pressurize the cabin in such a way that everyone sounds like they're uh, on helium the whole time, because the Mm -hmm. air is like denser, so the sound travels faster, so everyone sounds higher-pitched up, chipmunk-like. They left out that detail, which would have been funny, but... That's not a huge deal, comic book science they could do that i mean relative to everything else that's happening <laughs> my problem is that the underwater prison is full of people that superman's been locking up you know you assume other superheroes and other villains so they go down there they bust mr terrific out and in doing so bust a hole in the prison it fills full of water and thus i assume killing everyone in it yeah and i mean well another yeah. science thing is if you if you were in a prison that deep underwater and 
cracked even a hairline fracture in the structure, the water that shoots through would be powerful enough to cut people in half and would probably just cause the whole station to implode. Instantly. That makes sense. Yeah. But either way, they're, they're all dead, which is basically doing Superman's job for him. The heroes ended up killing everyone. And yeah. the busting was terrific. Yeah, up. there's no good answers in uh, the other. The other one was on when they go to the Fortress of Solitude to steal the Red Sun Ray, which is just on display right by the door. <laughs> they send the atom into his brain with a shard of kryptonite, and Ray Shagul gives Superman this mask with gas that kills the Chemo. atom. Yeah. Chemo gas. Basically, yeah, he said it's radiation. The shard's still in there. They didn't get the shard out. So he should still have kryptonite bouncing around in his brain. Well, I wondered if that was supposed to be canonical to the the story, because the one thing I never understood about the game is, like, if you've got a fighting game with Superman, what is the point of your fighting game? <laughs> like, how is it not right. just... I mean, I know, you know, and uh, I, I, I'm sure there are game mechanics such that it can work and balance, but I thought maybe, like, oh, the reason that it's even worth trying to fight Superman in this world is because this Superman is kind of permanently weakened by having a shard of kryptonite in his brain. Well, he was punching Clayface and uh, people, and they weren't really dying, so I assume, I don't know, but... It just was weird. Like, they went through this whole explanation of the shard being in his brain, and then they, they literally vaporized the atom, but the shard's still there. You're, yeah. You're not anyway. Like, I had a thought. There was a lot of dumb stuff like that. However, again, I think the story that was being investigated was interesting. I thought this, this terrific chess scene was terrific. I liked the Batman family stuff. And there were fun bits. Like, I liked Harley and Green Arrow as a team. That was also from the book. They were really fun together. Mm-hmm. You know, there was bits here and there I really liked, and I liked the ending quite a bit. When, when interesting combinations of characters and yeah. and you know, and some of the wacky stuff like the Deadwing stuff is just just silly. Didn't really add anything to the story. Other that than sort of perked gaming. me up watching the movie. Like I, I was sort of in the doldrums there for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get this Ramakrishna interaction right. with Dick, and I hadn't read that part of the comics, yeah. so I was like. What? Where? Which is strange because he dies fairly early on in the comic, and I read that whole bit. I don't remember that at all happening. I mean, maybe it did, and I just remember, but I don't remember that happening at all. And he died. We read a lot of comics, is the thing. I do read a lot of comics. So, what did you guys think of the art design? Obviously, the costumes were terrible, but those are from the books. But I felt like everyone was too overly muscled. Yeah. And I did not understand the idea behind giving everyone these black marks on their knuckles. I don't know if you noticed that, but I didn't really notice that person had a black square on each knuckle. And at first I thought that was like someone's glove, but it was everyone. And I didn't understand that at all. It just Hmm. bugged the hell out of me. If you didn't notice it, that's fine. But everyone was super buff. Even Plastic Man, who is not muscly. No. Doesn't need to be muscly because he's Chooses not to be actively. Chooses not to be muscly. He was one of my favorite parts of the movie. He was great, but I just kept going like, why does he have giant triceps? He doesn't need them. He never has them in the books. It was just bizarre. But he was great. I love. It just reinforced the idea that he is the most powerful person in the DC universe, or one of them. I was weirded out by uh, Batman's weird chin lines. Yeah, I didn't. I did not like the designs. I did like that Plastic Man was self aware enough too to realize that like Amazo doesn't have his powers, and if he absorbed his powers, that that would be very bad for the Justice League. And so he's like, we right. gotta take him out before he gets my powers, because that will make him even more difficult to deal with. I really like the Amazo Plastic Man fight. I thought that was really fun. Brian, we don't think we got your word on what overall you thought. Like, did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? Uh, medium. Yeah, I didn't find it com- very compelling, but I didn't, I wasn't like upset 
watching it or anything. There were some cool ideas in here. You know, it's it's fun when stories are allowed to have stakes. It's fun whenever you get a writer who I, I think Mirror Master's got to be one of those characters that writers just love to play with because his powers are so wacky, but so powerful if used correctly. Like the idea of him going to the Atacama Desert and using the salt flats as a right. giant mirror was really cool. I was like, oh, that's, mm. that's a good idea. I can't believe it. no one's done that before. I know we often talk about the Hero Harley trend. I found it particularly obnoxious in this story uh, but i guess there's just no going back from it at this point yeah i mean that's the thing i liked her in the beginning because she was traditionally evil harley i knew it was gonna happen because i read the book and she was fun in the book even though i you know bugs me that they didn't make her hero harley but you know in the beginning you had that real traditional harley joker pairing which i really enjoyed for however many minutes we got that what did you guys think of the voice acting so we had kevin pollock playing the joker and jonathan kent and the president well, he's an impressionist I thought he was really good as a Joker. I thought he he felt a bit like Pennywise, like the, mm. the modern Pennywise. Interesting. I, he definitely, he wasn't doing a Mark Hamill impression. No, not at all. Which, is, which is always interesting when you have a character so iconic with that, like that is the voice. And then you're like, I'm going to, I know I'm not going to, you know, be able to capture that. So I'm going to go for something completely different. Well, I don't know why they need the submarine. There was a reason I don't remember why in the book. How was <laughs> Superman able to? How was he able to swat away the Kryptonite arrow and kill his his own dad? Not well. Yeah, I mean that's that's the hubris, right? But like, so so okay. So the voices. I think Justin Hartley was a pretty decent Superman. Yes, I did too. Yep, no problems. I didn't I didn't have any issues with the voice acting. I found Julian Jacobs Hartley a little grating, but I that I think that was the character more than the that's, voice. Yeah. Everyone else was fine. I thought Ferran Tahir was, was a great Raja Ghul. That, cool, that was a cool choice. I, I like that they are leaning more. It seems like to me, at least, my perception is that they're leaning more into having Rachel Ghul be like an actual ethnic brown person. Right. Except design-wise. <laughs> I mean, he just looks like a white dude with, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, Middle Eastern people like are Caucasian. Skinned Arab. Yeah, technically yeah. Caucasian. Like it's, you know, but I, I just like that he's he he is allowed to play off more of his foreign heritage than it yes. seems like I, I got when I was a kid. Oh, definitely. I liked Anson Mount more as Batman as it went along in the beginning. I wasn't so sure. I thought he was falling into the trap. Has he done of Batman these, before? A lot of these guys in these modern films for Batman are really, really wooden. And I don't know if that's the direction they're getting or what, but I thought he loosened up as the movie went along. Well, I feel like a thing that the modern films keep doing is it's always Batman and we never get any stories that involve Bruce Wayne doing anything. And one of my favorite things about Kevin Conroy's portrayal of Batman is his Bruce and his Batman are so distinct and his Bruce comes across as almost light and breezy relative to his Batman. And I think if maybe these actors were given a chance to do some scenes where he's Bruce and not just having to be Batman all the time, they could get a a less wooden performance. Looks like this is his first time playing Batman. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I thought by then he was good. I mean, this was better than the Inhumans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I can say that with confidence. Oliver Hudson was a great plastic man. Yeah. Derek Phillips was Nightwing and Aquaman and beat it out of here. I also forgot that the Green Lanterns also were like, fuck this, we're out too. Like, like there were some people who were just like, I'm not getting in the middle of this. And then, Which is an interesting thing. I mean, the fact that like, that's what Sinestro got in trouble for doing with his Green Lantern ring. So you think, if anything, they would be an active opposition to what Superman's doing rather than just retreat. On Earth-22, there's just a bunch of different characterizations for these heroes. <laughs> Annika Noni Rose was Catwoman who I liked in the story a lot. I thought there were bits that were interesting, even if he had to do it in the midst of a lot of horrible things happening to people. 
That end where they kiss kind of wraps up really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's celebrate by making out. We just sent Superman to a prison where he has promised to just stay there because he's sad and feels bad. I did like, though, that they had Batman's reaction to the kiss be, like, almost a smile. <laughs> like, he didn't fully smile. He sort of went from a frown to, like, a neutral face. I thought that was funny. But, you know, I thought that was... It was, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Like, I think there's a trope to kill Jimmy Olsen as a, as a way to show this is we're not shock. Here. Yeah. So we mean business. We're killing off Jimmy. That's, that's we're the gloves are off. Zack Snyder did it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they didn't immediately proceeded to kill off like everyone, Perry White and Flash and a bunch of people. So I get it. But like, it's just like, oh, we're, we're not fooling around here. Jimmy just got shot in the face. They used to talk about the Flash being sort of the heart of the Justice League, and if you take out the Flash, that's what causes things to go down the dark timeline, but they haven't really done that as much recently. No, it's, and the thing is, it's it's almost more about who do we have to take off the board who conceivably would very easily stop Superman, you know? Mm. Or not easily, but have a, you know, if without Flash or Shazam or... All the Green, Green Lanterns, Lanterns around, yeah. Or the, magic, or the magic people. Right, so... It sounds like we're being really negative on the movie because there is a lot of things that are not great. But I, again, I did finish it going, that was fun. And I, I doesn't always have the reaction I have when I watch these movies. And it doesn't mean I have like seeing Murder or Superman. I don't like it. But again, the story that you get to tell and explore in it is a different kind of story. And that's okay. Yeah. A lot of little bits that I liked about this. I, I'm a big fan of Mr. Terrific. I have been a big fan of Mr. Terrific for a very long time since like the Justice Society, Jeff Johns, Dave yep. Goyer, Justice Society run. And so I love that he's getting more fair play time. And partic- the animation for this one really just didn't work for me and rubbed me the wrong way. And, and so that just kind of made it hard to enjoy it start to finish, even if there were parts of it that I did like. Interestingly enough, with this disc, we're done with the showcase shorts, so no more shorts for the time being. But also, strangely, no featurette on the next film, which might be the first time it's ever happened. But we know hmm. what the next film is, though, right? We know what the next film is. There's already a trailer out for it. It's Catwoman Hunted, which comes out in February. But it was, I thought it was interesting that there was not even a making of, which they always have on these, which is interesting. Let's do some final thoughts on Injustice before we do a quick look forward to Catwoman. Okay. You know, Paul, I don't think anything you've said is wrong. I can't disagree with anything you say. I don't like that they're always going to the well of Superman as a villain. But again, sometimes it can lead to interesting stories. I think that was the case here. And that's also because Tom Taylor's a really good writer. And I think what he did with the book was take the situation of hero versus hero and at least make some fun character bits out of it, or at least some interesting character bits out of it. I think that translated somewhat to the film. I thought the film was enjoyable, if not great. Enjoyable, if not bad. I'm going to give it... Three and a half stars out of five. Wow, okay. That's high. Three and a half. Higher than I thought you were going to go. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Wow. I talked myself into the half star. I might settle down later on, but three, three and a half is where I'm falling. Ryan? Oh, boy. Um, I think <laughs> I'm going to go just a flat three. Okay. Okay. I'm going one and a half. One Whoa. and a half. Wow. I just I I did not enjoy my time with it. Wow. Did you feel the same And a lot about the of book? it's really subjective. You know, I I watched it once. That's my my gut reaction to it. I just I I really didn't like the fact that Wonder Woman just mm-hmm. agrees with this right away. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't like and and a lot of the other characters just sort of like the, the fact that it's such a big ensemble and they're making such bold moves and it's compressed 
such a short running time. I don't think that it didn't feel like there was as much care put into this compared with something like Red Sun, where they, they really focus in on those three characters of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman and giving them motives. And, you know, this just, I I, I, I really didn't like that nightclub scene. The fact that sure. a kid calls Superman a fascist and throws a bottle at him and he goes heat vision nuts yeah. on the whole place. I will say this is less good than the television show The Boys, which is a similar explores a lot of similar themes. I just sent you guys a link to the characters that you can play as in Injustice Two. Mm-hmm. And again, still not sure why you wouldn't play as anyone other than Superman. But who would you guys play as? And if you can believe it, Connor, the costumes in the game even worse. Oh yeah, they're well. They're hold bad. on, before we get to that, Paul, did you feel the same way about the book when you read the uh, the book? I think so. What happened? I remember I read the first issue when it came out. And I was like, ah, this this isn't a story that I'm going to like. And then I heard a bunch of people talking about the series as a whole. And I think it was at the point where multiple series, are there like three of them? I think there's five years. Plus year zero, so there's six years. Six years total. Okay, so multiple of those had come out. And I'd heard that there were some really interesting inspired choices. And like it went in some surprising directions. And so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll check it out. And I agree with that sentiment that they went to some interesting places and made some choices that it, it's not the typical Superman goes bad. It's like, let's actually think think this through and think about all the characters and, and different combinations of characters, like the idea of Green Arrow and, and Harley Quinn teaming up and having that dynamic is is interesting. And so I didn't love it, but I was like, ah, that's kind of neat. Right. And I've liked the other things that Tom Taylor has done since then. So, if, if so what, play, what's our if roster? If you're playing at home, it's injustice.com slash characters. Just do slash Batman. That'll bring up the whole thing. The first one, yeah. These are hideous. Yeah. Why is Hellboy in here? There's Hellboy, there's Raiden, and Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. It's because it's, it's made by the people who make Mortal Kombat. Why is Robin 27 years old? Right. Uh, I think <laughs> if I was playing this game, I was apparently... Why is Superman wearing a helmet? Uh, you can apparently play as all four Ninja Turtles simultaneously, and I think that's what I would do. Oh my god, this is terrible. Martian Manhunter's in here? No, no Martian Manhunter. Well, I mean, no, okay. Paul, Martian Manhunter could be any one of these characters. That's absolutely true. I don't see Nightwing either. No, there's no Nightwing. There's Red Hood and there's Robin, but no Nightwing, huh? They do have characters powerful enough that, like, I guess there is a reason you would not play a Superman. Like, they've got Darkseid, they've got... Playable characters. Black okay. Adam. What is Superman wearing on his head? What is Wonder Woman wearing on her head? I guess it's just... A <laughs> bad, bad costumes. Martian Manhunter's in here. Where? Is he? Yeah. Which, which Injustice Gods he? Among Us? Which row is he? I don't know. I'm looking at a wiki page. And... Okay, so that's the film. Again, we're looking forward to Catwoman Hunted in February. We're looking forward to it? I am. We've seen the trailer. Yeah. I'm going to go into an open mind. My initial reaction from the trailer is it doesn't seem like it's made for me. Okay. But we'll see. That's fair. This is, it's very different. From a lot of the other DC anime stuff. It's got an anime vibe. The director has worked on some Gundam stuff. Actually, worked on a ton of like really high profile anime stuff. And <laughs> and most relevant to the Catwoman thing is he worked on a bunch of Loop in the Third anime. I think this looks like it, it looks like a sort of a take, a light take on um Selena's big score. Yeah, it's Catwoman and Batwoman and it looks like an international Romp heist. Uh, it's got a strong, uh, strong voice cast. Stephanie Beatrice Bones. playing uh, Batwoman, Lauren Cohan Come. playing someone called Julia Pennyworth. Is like Alfred have a that's niece? That's Alfred's daughter, daughter. Julia. Mm-hmm. 
Keith David, Jonathan Banks, Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes as... King Faraday. King Faraday, yeah. I'm going to go into an open mind. I like the visual style. I, I get that that's a subjective thing. But I, I think it looks fun. I think it looks potentially fun, so... So we'll talk about that in February, and we'll be back with more special editions on some live-action films before the year's out. But this is the end of the road for the Animation Brain Trust in 2021. Wow. We did it. So until February, I am Connor. I'm Paul. Couldn't tell you how many of these we did this year. Not a clue. (laughs) 